Successfully Unstuck is a weekly podcast that's here to encourage you to unleash your desires and put them into action so you can live a life that is whole and exciting. The world needs your gifts and it's time for you to share them. So let's get moving. Hey there, this is Callie with Shaping a Life You Love, episode number 65 with Kenley Reynolds. I am so excited for you to hear this upcoming interview with this college student who is sharing how her parents and her faith have influenced a life of finances and managing her finances and being aware of how finances affect her schoolmates and what she's doing to help them with that. It is such an inspiring interview. Kinley, thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Look, wealth and just being okay with finances is not only something that adults can partake in. We can get our children on the right path in the beginning if we take responsibility for imparting wisdom into them. And I love how young people are really making the effort to connect with each other and help each other improve their financial situation. This interview gave me so much hope and just light, and I know you'll enjoy it. So have a listen to this interview and I'll see you next time. All right. I am so excited to have Kenley Reynolds here. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Okay. So just a little background for our listeners. What year are you in? Where are you going to school? Just give us a little bit of background. Absolutely. So I am a junior at California Baptist University. I'm in my second semester um, and I'm currently studying business administration with a concentration in management and a minor in finance. Oh my gosh, that is so amazing. So how do you like the major so far? Honestly, it's been really enjoyable because I didn't totally know what I was getting myself into when I started it. Um, I honestly, I came to school to do aviation and I was flying planes and it's so different from the path I ended up on. Um, but it's honestly just all worked out so well because I think that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be, that God just put me here and it's worked out amazingly because I've learned so much and I've grown so much in this area of my life and I'm really excited to see where it takes me. I have to know two things. One, have you flown a plane and why did you change your major? And that's just because I'm nosy. <laughs> no, those are great questions. So I did fly planes for about a year and I actually um, fly planes by myself. So I got to the point where I could fly without anyone else in the cockpit with me or in the plane with me. Um, I was flying out of John Wayne. 
So that was super cool. I know. I know everyone like gives me that look like, are you crazy? Why did you stop doing that? Um, and I loved it. I thought it was super fun, but I knew that it wasn't what I wanted to do as a career. It just wasn't super like sustainable for me in like later down the road because you get a degree in aviation. That's like you fly planes. You don't take that and do something else with it. So um, I just wanted something that gave me more options. And I'm like planning down the road to be, you know, maybe a stay-at-home mom or something like yes. that. And if you start a career in aviation, you want to hold on to that because it's so amazing. So, yeah. You have to hold on to it. You have to time everything, right? Mm -hmm. When am I going to take that break? So that's totally understandable. So you can fly other people. I've actually flown a plane once. So that's why I'm like super intrigued. That's so cool. So I don't have my license, um, but when I was actually like training to get it, I could go down to John Wayne and just like rent a plane and take it out. So I know I want to go back and get it because it's such a cool like skill to have and say. Absolutely should do that. You know, I need to finish it. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for answering those (laughs) questions. Yeah. also want you to know that I'm I'm really proud of you. I know that it's not easy to be in school right now. It's not easy to think about the debt. So we're going to get into talking mm-hmm. about that. As a former teacher, um, I guess I'm a lifelong teacher, but yeah. education is very important to me. So we have a lot of discussion about how you don't have to go to school to be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's people's choice. But as an educator, it's natural for me to encourage people to go that way, even though I know that it's not easy. And one question that I'm wondering, and it's it's so important for people to start talking about money early, but like, did you learn about money in high school? Oh, so this is such a great question because I feel like this is where my journey kind of began with understanding finances. Um, so I didn't like get an education in high school on personal finance and it was something that I really felt like I needed it, but like it wasn't something that was offered. So I got my first job as soon as I turned 16. I began waitressing um, and I wanted to do something more with the money I was making than just like go shopping on the weekends and spend it all up before college. Um, And so all my tips I put in a shoebox under my bed, which I mean, is just like one of those things where I didn't know where to put my money. I didn't know what to do with my money. So that's what I was doing with it at the time. Um, And so I've grown so much from that, but I look back on that as like, no one told me in high school, you know, a shoebox under your bed isn't going to help you, you know, grow that money. Um, And so I've had a lot of great knowledge passed down to me from my parents and they really helped me get started. Um, But I also just feel like there's so many people out there that don't have that history of maybe good financial practices in their family or parents who are able to pass down like really great knowledge about finances that's going to be practical in their life. Um, And so, yeah, I really, really wish that the high school had offered something like financial literacy. Okay. So I'm wondering how you even at 16 thought I'll, I'll keep my tips in a shoebox because that in itself and you not spending it is, I mean, that's that hint of wisdom, right? Like you have to do something with it. So where (laughs) did that come from? Right. So I knew that the money, I knew that I didn't want to just end up spending it all. And so I knew I had to put it somewhere separate than my checking account because I was doing direct deposit and I got tips in cash. So I'm like, okay, it's already not going to my checking account. I'm not going to put it there. Um, And I also knew 
that I wanted to start building my financial stability early. And I had that time on my hands to do so. Um, and so I just thought, you know, at least for a start, I can just start putting this money in a box under my bed. And I don't know, maybe something will become of it, or I can then transfer it into a bank account and make it, you know, a savings account for something on a home, for school, for a car, for something. Um, so yeah. That's super advanced. I'm just saying. <laughs> and so in in high school, like was your family going to church? Like I want to talk about tithing or ask Absolutely. you questions about that. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I was raised in a Christian family um, and I grew up in the church. Um, so I always, you know, at church would see the offering basket go passed around and people put money in or they'd have donations outside that you could put in. Um, and you know, my family was never super like, they never really explained to me, you know, the 10% or what they would be putting in, but I knew that we donated to the church because it was our church and we wanted to support them. Um, and now that I'm in college and I go to a Christian university, I have the opportunity to really understand what that means, um, in a more in-depth sense of, you know, giving the Lord a percentage of what you're making and how valuable that is to, um, well, not only your faith, but to how you view, view your relationship with money. Um, because when you're able to part with that, you know, 10% of your earnings, it shows that you realize God owns it all anyways. Kenley, you need your own podcast. That's what <laughs> I can say about you. And the reason I wanted to ask about that is because when I was growing up, my dad did talk to me about tithing and kind of like you, like not in some, you know, overbearing way, but I was aware of that from the time I started working and it was the beginning. It's like what you hinted at. It was the beginning of me budgeting. So whether it is a church or like a charity, that is like a, it's like that biblical principle Mm -hmm. applies to life. So when you see a lot of successful people, they do talk about being generous and it made me look at my money every month. And it was was like, how much am I going to give? And it really helped me into my adulthood, like in so many ways. I mean, we could talk about taxes and tax breaks, all (laughs) those things, right? right? So people don't realize that. So I definitely wanted to get an idea of where you started really looking at your money. So that's very cool. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So feelings about money, like how do you feel about money now? Or you can go back to even high school. Like, was it a scary thing? Like I always tell people I grew up poor and I don't mean it like I shouldn't just throw that word out there, but it was like five of us in a two bedroom apartment. Like we didn't have you know, a lot, my parents went through a divorce when young. So that when you break up the household is, so there's a lot of feelings I have about money. So what's your, what's your money story? Absolutely. Um, so I would say that I actually grew up, um, in a very blessed life that I've had many opportunities, um, and that I've always been really comfortable with my financial situation. My parents have kind of shielded me from worrying about finances and everything. And, you know, that obviously has amazing blessings with it, but 
I also realized, you know, coming out of high school, I need to be more aware of, you know, what was supporting me um, and finances in my own life. Because of course I had that desire in me. As soon as I turned 16 and got a car, I had, I had to go get a job. Like I just knew I wanted that job and, you know, it wasn't a necessity thing, but it was like, I knew that I wanted to start gaining my own wealth and my own money. And I wanted to learn how to, you know, work with that. Um, and so I think that my understanding of money has really just grown so significantly in the last, I'd say four years, because I really, it wasn't a major thing on my mind, um, until I really came out to school and it was like, okay, I have this much in my account for my summer job. And then what am I going to do with it? Um, and then also just planning for the future where it's like, this is now real life and I have to start figuring out what I'm going to do about it. Um, and so I think that I've, began really focusing on my understanding of money. Um, in my freshman year of college, I started going to the library, getting books and trying to just read up on, you know, what people were saying. And it was overwhelming because coming from somewhere where, yeah, I, I had this great experience with finances, but I didn't exactly know why or how. Um, it was like, there's so much information out there and it felt really overwhelming just trying to understand it all. Um, so it's been a journey, but I feel much more confident in my understanding now. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay, let me think, because something you said sparked another question. Um, just that you were talking about how your parents shielded you. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's what parents do, right? Like I'm telling you, you know, I feel like we grew up like without some things, but we, we were not without love. Like I didn't feel it. I'm just looking back mm -hmm. now at what I do for my right. kids. And I'm like, Oh my yeah. gosh, like my mom made, you know, magic out of whatever we had. And it's, it's a blessing and a curse to do that for my mm -hmm. children because then when things are a little tight, like I have them accustomed to a certain lifestyle that I love to give to them, but it's like you, it's like, oh, now we got some things to figure out, you know? So yeah. what are you doing um, to help other people your age find out about finances, to learn more about finances? Yes. So this is like my passion area because I feel like it's something that's so overlooked in so many areas and especially in our youth, which is like the critical point when people need to start learning about how to deal with their finances because that's when it all starts. And this is when we need to be building our foundation. Um, and so again, freshman year when I was kind of getting interested in all this stuff and I was reading my books and, you know, trying to figure out what major I was going to do now that I wasn't in aviation. Um, I was in my English class and I, we had like a free essay that we could write anything on. And I was like, I want to do research into what what schools in America even require students to take a financial literacy, you know, class to graduate or what percent of Americans are in credit card debt? What percent of Americans, you know, don't have basic financial literacy? Um, and it was honestly just a really eye-opening paper because I found that, you know, so many Americans are just not given that basic foundation for understanding finances. And it leads them down this path of just destruction in their life. And finances are so critical. Um, and so it just gave me this really, really big desire to help students right now because I am in college and I can help. Um, and while I don't have all the answers, you know, I want to do whatever I can to help get people interested in thinking about their finances. 
Um, and so I was just given an amazing opportunity. I really do feel like it was just God um, because I was in a finance class, Fin 101. Um, and again, I just took it out of interest of like, maybe this is something I should just take because it's good knowledge to have. Um, and my professor came to me at the end of the year and said, you know, we have a program on campus. We're helping students with their finances. Um, would you be interested. And so I emailed her a week later. I said, that sounds like an amazing opportunity, exactly what I'm looking for. Um, and she hired me on for the next year. And that's where I've been, you know, doing my most work on helping students. That is incredible. So do you find that students are getting more engaged with this awareness about their finances when they come to you? Yeah, so I've been really impressed with the desire that students have to understand their finances um, because it's been overlooked and students want to know. They do have that desire to learn. Um, and so every time, I mean, every time I tell someone on campus about the program that we have here, they're like, no way, that is so cool. I would love, I would be so interested in doing that. Um, and so, yeah, when students come to us and they're genuinely like, we meet with a lot of business majors because they're the ones that, you know, are in the classes that have to come meet with us. But it's when the students that come from outside majors, health majors, science majors, English majors, that are like, yeah, I'm in this major and I'm like graduating soon. And I have not given a second thought to my finances or my financial future. And, you know, it's like, okay, let's get set up on that. Let's like start a plan right now. Um, and it's really exciting because it's like, we're still young and we still have that time. And you always have that time to you and turn around your financial future. Um, so I just think it's really impactful and inspirational to watch too. What do you think that adults can do? I know you're a young adult, so it's so funny, but even people older than me, we call them grownups and my friends know, like, no, we mean our parents. Right. But what can adults do to help you all be more prepared with money? Yeah. So I think the one critical thing that, you know, would be amazing, um, which is going to have to happen through legislature, state legislature, but um, getting those financial classes in schools as a requirement. I think to graduate, you know, we know so much. And I even joked in that paper I wrote, you know, I just had to take a ceramics class to graduate high school and it was fun, but <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to do ceramics again. And I would love to have known, you know, how to do my tax return, how to build my credit, how to even own a credit card response. Um, and so I think that that would have been so beneficial. So I'm a huge proponent of having a financial class taught in schools um, in order for students to graduate so that they're prepared. Um, and yeah, I just really do think it's the responsibility of, you know, adults, as we say, you know, grownups um, to educate young people before they're just thrown out into the real world and before they're having to make those major decisions that could lead them down a path um, that's not great. So I just think that when we're at this point in our lives, especially in high school, we need to be educated. We need to be prepared. Um, and you know, high school can only take you so far, but given resources so that, you know, on your own, you can explore, you know, what you're going to do with your financial future. That's really great. And I know you already know, but I am super crazy about young people. I feel like you all are this passionate, loving generation who wants to get things right and get back to like work-life balance and all of the Absolutely. things that we kind of, it's not that we overlooked. It's like, we just wanted so much that sometimes yeah. it goes too far to the other side. 
So I love your ideas and especially being able to get the word out and especially about not getting into so much debt or how to deal with the debt. And I love that you sound confident and hopeful about finances in the future, because if you read a lot of things, people are like, we're never going to be able to buy a house and we're not going to do all these things, but you feel like it's possible, right? Yeah, I know that the financial climate right now is scary and it's intense. And, you know, even me in like college, it's like, you will never be able to buy a house. Like you said, it's just like, it's so insane. But, you know, I really do think that the financial markets and everything are going to be resolved. It's going to become better. And like you said, it swings to one side and it swings back. Like we're always in that, you know, back and forth between the two extremes. Um, And so I definitely think there's so much hope for this next generation and for the future of finances. So yeah, I have much hope. That's really good. I also think our, just our culture, I don't know if it's a California thing or if this is all American culture. We're very like, we need our own. You know, when I was in school, it was like, you don't have an apartment yet. Like it was this big thing to like move out mm-hmm. and have your own stuff. And we don't have to do that. Like my boys, I'm like, are you going to stay here with me? Even though I know they want to do their own thing. But there are other cultures where more generations live together until they can go like buy and not be paying all this interest and stuff. So yes, definitely. I I see so much pressure put on, you know, the next step and moving on and trying to, like you said, you need to be in an apartment now, you need to own your own car, you need to have a house. When it's like, if we're really making smart decisions for the long term, that could be living at home while you get that job and while you start saving up and, you know, you get those savings accounts in order so that, you know, then when you move into that apartment or whatever, you have an emergency fund and you're prepared and you're just rushing into the next stage of life because you think it's where you need to be. So that's great. Yes. And I, I think I know that it's hard um, for some families when you have an adult child and they need a little bit more freedom. So I'm just going to acknowledge that as parents, <laughs> if we want to support our kids in that, we like the Bible says, right, that we shouldn't agitate our kids either. <laughs> you know, we have to allow for that growth and right. I'm saying this out loud so that I remember it. Hopefully, my <laughs> right now um, for that. So we can work together so that we can like be okay and be emotionally emotionally well. And we need that community, anyways. So, <laughs> Kinley, I think you're amazing. I think you're well above average, and I hope that you continue to just share with people around you because we can make this different and better. And you're so wise. I appreciate you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much again for having me. This was so fun. I love talking finances. So this is just such an amazing opportunity. (laughs) I do too. And if there is a way that I can be helpful, whether it's just like sharing or whatever you think of, you just let me know because it's definitely important and you all, while you're in college, have more of a network, right? Like you're in college, then you go to work and it gets a little bit smaller. And then, you know, you have families, it gets a little bit smaller, but right now you all can connect and be very financially well. Right. And graduate. So thanks again. And keep me posted on all of your success and when you get your pilot license. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you.
This is Micah, producer of Shaping a Life You Love with Callie, thanking you for listening and growing with us. It's not only a podcast, but a community of high achievers who want to use their creativity to solve problems and live a more fulfilling life. Level up yours and start making an impact on others. And don't forget, join the Shaping a Life You Love Facebook community and start sharing your wins. We're rooting for you.